Hello, and welcome to the Enjoying Home Podcast. I am your host, Joy Silas. My biggest wish is to walk you through how to cultivate habits and lifestyle changes that enable you to relax and enjoy your home. So if you're ready to embark this journey, then you are in the right place. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a podcast episode that is long overdue. I took a about a three week, maybe sabbatical, kind of a hiatus just to um, get like my creativity back up and going and also spend the holidays in a new year with my family. I hope you all had a happy new year and a really great Christmas. Again, during that time I was absent um, Christmas for us, we were forced to relax <laughs> because we were snowed in with like well over four feet of snow. I mean, uh, we were snowed in, like stuck in the house for a few days until you know, everyone, the snow stopped and everyone decided to strengthen themselves and God bless my husband, go outside and shovel and snow, just get yourselves out the snow. But we were um, in the house (laughs) for a few days during that snowstorm. And uh, we also were sick. My girls got sick initially. Their sickness wasn't too bad, but then I got a really bad sinus infection and it just was not comfortable. And that was literally around Christmas time. Um, so one thing I will say the benefit of it is it forced me to just relax, you know, and, and just hold on to the importance of Christmas, which we know if you're a Christian, it's about Christ and his here, his, you know, his presence here in, in the physical flesh, um, being gifted to us. So that's something that sometimes I can lose focus of because we're so worried about like our to-do list. So it just forced me and humbled me to worry about that. Well, not worry about that, but to reflect on it. So that was nice. Like, even though it wasn't really fun being snowed in and sick, um, or being able to just reflect on it and, and the calmness of not being busy was amazing. Another thing that was really great before we jump into this episode is being prepared. <laughs> being snowed in for a few days, you know, thankfully when you think about things in advance, you can't be perfectly prepared. I know there's situations where you can be prepare, you can prepare for all the things and life just happens, but having like a pantry full of food and you know, going out right before the snow got really bad before the stores were crowded and everyone was trying to get what they can to be in the house, we had that. So it just allowed other people to get what they need and us not being the way in the stores. And again, we'll talk more about being prepared, especially in a kitchen and having a pantry. But it was just such a blessing to just not have to worry about that while we were snowed in and while we were sick. My husband wasn't sick, but while I was sick. So it was nice to have him home and have his help and him dig us out the snow. So shout out to my amazing husband. So, um, I am doing a digital detox or fast with my sister-in-law. Shout out to my sister-in-law, Rosie. If you're listening to this, I love you. And we have been on this spiritual journey together doing a Bible study, but also kind of just like turning away from things and feasting our eyes on Christ. And let me tell you, the struggle is real. I'm not the best person with my phone and I'm a bit nerdy. So I'm one of those people like, I got to have like an extremely profound reason Um, like a threat to get me off my phone, which we all know, like the threats of phone addiction, but I'm more of a, like, if I read a book on it, then I'll be convinced. So um, the book that I'm currently reading is called Digital Minimalism, and it's by Cal Newport. 
And it is an amazing book. Highly recommend it if you have like teenagers, preteens, maybe you're struggling with your phone and you want to set like boundaries around it. It's a really great read. It's one of those reads I personally can't put down. I devour it like the first few chapters, like in a couple nights. And again, with me being distracted on my phone, I never do that. But I'm getting back into the groove of things and um, I've just been enjoying really great books. So the insert today is actually going to be from there. And granted, it's about being on your phone. While reading the book, I highlighted an insert because it really made me start to think about like the cost of clutter. Like in this book is really emphasizing on the cost of being on your phone and how much time we devote to it and how digital minimalism can take you away from being on your phone and still using it as a tool to get what you need and as highlight and as great benefits, but then being able to pull away from it and enjoy life and go outside and sit on the porch and like listen to the birds, which I think sounds so like silly and like, oh, of course, Joy, we're all doing that. But a lot of us aren't. Um, because we're consumed with so much, let alone our phones, but like our to-do list of what we have to do in a home and outside the home. And so there's um, two different uh, sources that I've been really thinking about where I've gathered information about this, about life. Now, in terms of the book, it was digital, but there is a YouTube channel called Minimal Mom. She is a mother of four children and she and her husband on her debt-free journey started to downsize. And during that journey, she really started to realize like my kids don't need like 50 t-shirts or I don't need 40 pairs of boots. And during this time, they downsized to sell things and get out of debt. But they just started realizing that maintaining all of these things is taking up a lot of their time. And one of the things she talks about in a lot of her decluttering videos, which is just like the heart of decluttering is how much do you want to maintain? Like you'll hear people say like, oh, like I have a a lot of this and a lot of that. And it's okay to have that, but are you willing to maintain it? Are you willing to keep it clean? Are you willing to find a home or space in your home where you can neatly put it where it's not in the way and driving you crazy or falling on the floor or your kids are getting into and you lost a piece and now you can't find it? Do you have a like a kitchen appliance that are all single uses when you can probably find a kitchen appliance that has multiple uh, uses? So then you don't have 40 different things in your kitchen instead maybe you just have 20 now you know so um, when I read the insert to you I'll kind of tie together how that plays into you know the title of this episode the cost of uh, clutter but um, I love her channel you should definitely check it out if you're especially a mom and you're just on a journey um, to just like have less now one thing I want to say is the word minimalism is very trendy we live in a world where like if you say minimalism, people immediately, like just about three, no, four years ago, I was working at a shoe store part-time and they had smart wool socks there. And I remember one of my coworkers telling me like, oh, once you like invest in your socks, like you'll never go back to like cheap socks from wherever. And I'm just like, who cares? Like they're socks, you know? But one of the things I had an issue with with socks is like maintaining them. Like they would get holes in them. They would get dingy. I would have to like six months later, eight months later, go and replace them. Or by the time those few months pass, I had to get more socks because I couldn't find all the other ones. Um, and when I washed them after a while, they got wear and tear and holes in them. 
And one of the things my manager has said was like, yeah, like try investing in a few, a couple pair of smart wool socks. And like, you'll, if you maintain them well, like you'll never have to really buy socks for a really long time. So I did it. I bit the bullet and I bought seven pair of smart wool socks. And I'm not even lying to you guys. Yes, they were a bit of an investment for sure. Like what you can pay for one pair of socks, you can easily go to Walmart and get like a 20 pack. Not going to lie. But I've had these socks for four years. And because I don't have a ton of them, they're way more easier to maintain. And they keep my feet, like I've stepped in water and like they've keep my they've kept my feet dry. It's almost like the emoji with the brain busting out of it. Like I can't believe it. Again, I do have to stay on top of maintaining them. I have like my little wool detergent that I use to take care of them. But because I spent so much on them, because I know that I'm in the long haul with these socks and I don't feel like maintaining a 20 pack of socks from Walmart because I know I can't maintain it. I've tried in the past. I got a lot more respect for my socks. (laughs) And I'm not saying that's the journey you're going to be on. You might be like, oh, well, like that's not my thing. I don't feel like that's not an area of life. But there's just something about clutter or scaling or even just like when clutter is in a way our minds just cannot think properly and we can't take the time to really care and be intentional about what we want. So I feel, feel like I've talked enough. I've talked your ears off. So I'm going to read this insert and I apologize in advance if I butcher the um, the gentleman's name that he is referring to. And um, I'll put it all into context after I read the insert. So he says, Um, Thero's new economics, however, demands that you balance this profit against the cost measured in terms of your life. How much of your time and attention, he would ask, must be sacrificed to earn small profit of occasional connections, new ideas that is earned by cultivating a significant presence on Twitter? Assume, for example, that your Twitter habit effectively consumes 10 hours per week. Thoreau, I think that's how you pronounce the name, Thoreau would note that the cost is almost certainly way too high for the limited benefits it returns. If you value new connections and exposure to new ideas or interesting ideas, he might argue why not adopt the habit of attending an interesting talk or an event every month, forcing yourself to chat with at least three people while there. This would produce similar types of value, but consume only a few hours of your life per month, leaving you with an extra 37 hours to, excuse me, to dedicate to other meaningful pursuits. That insert right there was just like everything to me. And again, we are referring to like how much time in the book is referring to how much time we spend on our phone. Um, like if we're spending 10 hours or eight hours a week on social media, we can get that same form of knowledge by just spending 30 minutes a night reading a book. Or we can take some time out of our week to connect with like someone who's in that field rather than spending hours of it online, which we all know online, you have to be careful where you get your information from because a lot of it isn't real. It's from people's opinions and their experiences. And you know, you can find what you're looking for. If you think that eating sunflower seeds is going to cause you cancer, there's something online to show you it, you know? So I really love that mindset because it makes me think about the whole sock thing that I talked about. I'd rather just spend 
a little bit of extra money, and this might not be the path we're all on, for the smart wool socks. And I have seven pair for every day of the week. I wash them once a week and I don't have to maintain 20 pairs of socks. And I've had them for four years and they have not gotten a hole or tear or rip or anything in them. And I can take more time to care for seven pairs of socks and actually let them air dry or put them on um, hand wash and buy detergent that's affordable, that is good for the wool. And you don't even have to do that. You can use regular detergent for them. I just wanted to like feel sophisticated and special and make them smell really good. But they wash well no matter what you do and what they're with. And I'd rather just take that time to take care of it instead of investing time walking around my house looking for the socks. And it's the same thing we should always think about when we're decluttering. Um, when we are bringing things into our home, when we're going through things, trying to get rid of it, you need to think like, okay, I want to keep this, but do I want to invest the time in cleaning a whole bunch of throw pillows on my couch? Or do I want to take the time to clean up, you know, help my two-year-old clean up a ton of Legos? You really need to think about these things. And it's okay for them to have the Legos, but maybe it's not every new Lego kit that comes out for Disney. Maybe it's just a basic couple 50 and they can play with that. Maybe it's not the 20 pack of socks. It's a 10 pack of socks. Maybe it's not having uh, 10 pairs of Under Armour garments. It's maybe three or four because we really want to maximize our time in our home. We really want to come home, get the job done and be done. We don't want to spend a whole bunch of time in a store mindlessly doing things, aimlessly doing things, because then later on we pay the cost of the clutter. It's the same with our phones. It's the same with books in our home. It's the same with all the things. If you want to maintain it and you love it, go for it. Like me and these seven socks, I love these socks. I will maintain them. I wash them once a week. I hang them out to air dry. Sometimes I am lazy and I put them in a dryer, but they're just so good quality that doesn't even matter. And I fold them up and I don't have to spend a whole bunch of time folding up clothes. Same thing with my capsule wardrobe. And for my children, we all have capsule wardrobes. I don't spend hours doing laundry. My children have enough shirts for the week, enough pants, and I have like a couple emergency outfits just in case mama gets behind on laundry and we're good. I don't have to spend a lot of time doing laundry. I fold up those couple shirts, fold up the pants, bam. And then when you teach your kids how to do it, they're not overwhelmed by all the shirts and clothes that you've been gifted to them or thrifted and on sale that you thought were cute in Target. So really consider the cost of your clutter. The other platform I want to refer to besides Minimal Mom is Simply Charlotte Mason. Now, that's more of a homeschooling, um, more of a uh, educational um, topic, but we do her. I love her philosophies on education and raising children and teaching them and educating the person and building skills and habits and children that they can go into her adulthood with. But one of the thing on Simply Charlotte Mason is a podcast and a YouTube channel uh, ran by Sonia Schaefer and her staff is she talks. She has this seminar and I did purchase it and it was well invested, but she talked about like how our busyness can take away from what we want to do. Like if your kid's in this sport and that sport and you're in this and then you volunteer here, like by the time the week ends, we've had no time to just relax. We've had like, we feel like we can't even take care of our homes or take care of ourselves because like we've run ourselves, our cups empty. And um, it was really a breathtaking, 
I believe it was like a MP3 that I downloaded, but it was really just nice to sit there and just remind myself that like busyness can easily come and be a disaster in your home. And again, we will have seasons where we're busy. We have little ones, our kids, maybe sports might demand more of us, but we really need to always be intentional about how much of our time we're giving to things, if it brings us value, if it's worth it, how much we say yes, and be more comfortable with saying no to stuff, to clutter, and to things that are taxing our time, even if that's just simply our phone. So I just want to end this podcast with challenging you this week to really look at the clutter in your home and be like, I don't want to spend you know, an extra 15 minutes per week dusting a whole bunch of knickknacks that I don't really care about or Maybe it is the socks like you, like, you know what? I have a 30 pack of socks. I'm going to tuck these away and just maintain 10 because I can't do this. Or maybe your kids have like 10 hoodies and you're just like, I'm not washing all these clothes. They're going to have two hoodies, maybe three, you know? So I really want to challenge you. And then outside of clutter, think about what's taking up your time. Do you have to have your kids in sports all season long, all year long? Is there like a season where you can focus on being a family? Is there parts of your evening that you're rushing from work and then you have to rush out the door, but then you forgot to cook dinner. So then you order, you know, like it just becomes a mess and we can, we have control of it. You know, we just have to learn how to say no to what's not important and yes to what's important. So that's my challenge for you. Um, Also, before I go, if you feel inclined to, please leave a review on iTunes. That really helps this podcast and it helps the algorithm show more people and expose more people to my content. So I just want to thank you guys for all tuning in and I will see you next Monday in our next episode. Take care. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Enjoying Home podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, feel free to subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, or whatever podcast app you prefer. Again, I want to thank you for joining this journey with me, listening to this podcast, and I look forward to chatting with you in the next episode.